Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily. The date is March 8. I'm John McElroy, and here's the news. BMW just reported record profits for 2011. Its earnings before interest and taxes, or what they call EBIT, were just over $10 billion. That gave it an 11.8% profit margin. Only Volkswagen has posted higher profits, and VW is a much bigger company. Not only did BMW boost sales, it also cut costs by sharing more parts and components across model lines. And all that resulted in the best results in the history of the company. President Obama announced a $4.7 billion plan to get Americans to buy more fuel-efficient cars, but only if they are hybrids, plug-ins, electrics, or run on natural gas. How interesting that diesels are not included on the list, even though they provide a 25% reduction in CO2, a 30% improvement in fuel economy, and already outsell hybrids in the American market, despite the fact they've never had any incentives. The president claims the U.S. needs to adopt an all-of-the-above strategy, but I think he needs to modify that statement to most of the above. Speaking of improving fuel economy, here's a cool tech tidbit we found on the new Mazda CX-5. That car weighs 220 pounds less than the CX-7 that it replaces. And in its fanatical effort to cut weight, Mazda reduced the size of the heads on the bolts that it uses. The diameter and the length of the bolts are the same, but the smaller head saves 8 grams per bolt. That's the kind of attention to detail you need these days, and Mazda says regular sockets will still fit the new bolt design. Remember Carbon Motors, that company developing a purpose-built vehicle for law enforcement? We haven't heard from them in a while, but now they're back in the news, although it's not in a good way. Bloomberg reports the automaker will not receive a $310 million loan from the U.S. Energy Department. Ever since that Solyndra debacle, the Energy Department has slammed on the brakes, and now all kinds of startups are going belly up. Naturally, Carbon Motors CEO William Santana Lee, somebody that I interviewed on AutoLine a couple of years ago, is outraged by the move, and he's not alone. Some 14 members of Congress have sent letters to the Energy Department on behalf of the company. Okay, this is the last of our coverage from the Geneva Motor Show, I promise. Maybe, unless something else cool shows up. But Toyota just revealed a concept in Switzerland called the FTBH. This futuristic vehicle hints at its next-generation hybrids. It's powered by a one-liter two-cylinder engine and a lithium-ion battery. Natural gas and plug-in versions could also be possible, helping deliver a fuel economy score of 112 miles per gallon. The FTBH weighs just 1,800 pounds. That's just a little over 800 kilograms. Okay, it's one thing to claim that for a concept car, but could they get into production at that weight? That'd be pretty cool. 
Tires, the final frontier of vehicle customization. But not for long, because Bridgestone is boldly going where no rubber maker has gone before. According to Autoblog, the company developed a new printing technology that allows drivers to personalize their tires. The process involves two layers of ink and a protective coating. Practically any design can be painted on the sidewall as long as it's in vector graphic form. No production data set, but they could be available by this summer. I'm Seamus McElroy in the Arizona desert, and coming up next, a look at how Volvo's giving its vehicles a boost. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. Volvo's been looking at ways for a performance upgrade for some of its vehicles without sacrificing performance, and they achieved that by turning to a familiar partner. Well, it's been a, uh, quite a long relationship, actually. Uh, Polestar has been uh, exclusively working Volvo. They, don't, they work with no other manufacturer. And uh, they began in 1996 as a uh, company that raced Volvos, and they built race cars uh, and, and field of Volvo. And then uh, over the years, they developed, and they became highly successful. They've, they've campaigned a number, number of vehicles. But uh, about 2006, uh, there became kind of a, de a clear demand that um, you know, th th there's maybe a little bit something they could do on the retail front of it and uh, provide this, this software, this, this performance upgrade for the retail customers out there. So that's when the dialogue, dialogue started. And then in about 2009 is when they launched the, uh, the Polestar for the European market, for the Scandinavian market. And then uh, w we've been working on it getting here in the North American market. Um, and in December, we were able to launch it um, as, as an accessory uh, with the uh, existing offer in the US. Polestar is a software upgrade that's now available on many of Volvo's vehicles in North America, including the popular XC70. Well, in the XC70, we have, uh, it has a T6 engine, and uh, the torque was increased from 325 to 354, I believe, in that motor, and the power, the peak power goes from 300 to 325. Uh, what the most, uh, what you're going to notice most is that the throttle response uh, has changed drastically, which means the car will feel more responsive. Uh, the mid-range torque is increased quite noticeably, and of course, when you uh, when you use the full power, the full throttle, the full RPM, you will also notice an increase in power. Right now, you can only get that extra power in Volvo specialty lines like the R design. Some come optional, and some come standard. For AutoLine Daily in Sedona, Arizona, I'm Seamus McElroy. Thanks for that report, Seamus. We'll have even more details on this car in upcoming shows. Hey, tonight we've got a great after hours in store. We have Paul Schulperud, I hope I said that right, the author of a new book about a guy named Josef Gans. And Schulperud claims he's a Jewish engineer who really came up with the idea of the original Volkswagen. Also joining us tonight is David Kiley from AOL Autos, who also wrote a book on the Beetle. So please join me and that bodacious auto extremist for the best insider information in the business. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.